0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. Tim and I have another jam-packed, fun episode for you, as always. We get started with some fun conversation. We chop it up a little bit. I talk about recently visiting my parents. Had a little date night with Mama Slags. Um, So that was a good time just catching up. I talk about my experience in some new physical uh, training endeavors that I'm going through. And then I get right into some business updates, what I'm doing with with content, got some clients that I'm wrapping up. We got some events coming up that we're we're cutting weight for, so I walk through that just a little bit. And then with career tips, I talk about if you are in a caloric deficit and not losing weight, what are some things you should look into and make sure that you are checking off? Because we wanna lose that weight, but we wanna make sure we're taking all of our things into account, doing so properly. Then I wrap up with Book Talk. I'm in Credibility Method by Mike Metzger. And we're talking about reinventing yourself and we dive a little deeper into that. Tim, where do you take us today?
1: Yeah, I love this episode. Really good one today. And yeah, I want, again, if you're someone who's listening to this podcast and um, you want to listen to a specific part, we dive into a lot of different stuff based on what we talk about here in this intro. So always refer to those notes and and go through those so yeah i I talk about kind of a new mentoring opportunity um that i'm doing through butler university and why i'm excited for that and kind of previewing that Um, i talk about some of the different career coaching packages that i'm starting to formulate uh that are more for specific situations and more like tactical so i'm kind of sharing those and what i'm doing for that is is going to be a good conversation there Uh, we talk about like content creation as well like how if you're like in marketing or if you create content for any reason how like content ideas that you can get to do that so talk about that and then career tips if you are working a job right now where either you're your bored, you don't have any tasks to do, any projects i talk about 3 things that you can do to kind of fix that problem immediately and provide more value for your company uh, and then in the show, talk about John Wooden's book, The Game Plan for Life, and five key lifelong lessons that his dad gave him that helped him be one of the most successful, or I think the successful college coach in history. Um, so yeah, a lot of actionable things there. Um, I know you guys are going to get a lot of value from this. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Episode 198. Episode 198. <laughs>
0: episode 200 when we go live just yeah smash an entire row of oreos yeah
1: i can't we were almost there man i cannot we're al- believe we're it. almost
0: at 200 200 episodes which is like i try to not compare right because like people at over a thousand and someone else is at 600 it's mm-hmm. like, man, 200 episodes yeah and that's call it at least an hour each some an hour and a half some 50 minutes some 40 like so that's that's a lot of hours of, of recording time
1: yeah and I like, even though we're almost at 200, mm-hmm. I still have the like the feeling of excitement that this is just still just the beginning. Like, cause we're 100%. we're constantly improving our show. We're we're learning, we're learning different things as we go. I mean, yes, yeah. there's yes, there's things I wish I would have known earlier, but sure, the fact that I mean, you got to execute now in the next 24 hours. That's all that matters.
0: Yeah, and, and I think we hit like different strides. We keep hitting different strides. I agree. like with our with our actual content like what we're not that we have like scripts but our list of ideas and topics and things like it's that's organized we know how the flow of the show is going to go for the most part Mm -hmm. our video editing is getting really dialed in uh you're doing a killer job on on cutting good clips thank you Um, i know we're we're going to mess with uh you know, I'll do more long form stuff so that YouTube has like the full thing, right? I want to mm-hmm. really, I want to nice that up to where I can take your clips of when something is just on you when you're talking about it. And then if we're both in conversation, it goes back to our full pan. Like mm-hmm. I really want to like, you know, I, I would love to take that part. And so since you're already doing clips, that's exactly where I'll fit those in. Mm-hmm. And then it pans back out. It goes in on one of us, pans back out. I just, I think that'd be a nice touch. It would be for the YouTube, mm-hmm. um, but I, I think we're just we're getting multiple camera angles. We're really upping our production value, and it's like I, I, I just keep falling more in love with how we're doing things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, same. And for and for, I mean, what this really means for the listeners and people who are with us right now is like we want to give you guys a place where you can go and get actionable information that you can apply right away so whether you're going to our instagram or our, our youtube we have clips that if you want to learn about a certain thing we have a video clip of us explaining how to do that we're trying to, we're trying to be better about that and um, whether it's just our episodes me me and colin me and you or if it's interviews like we want to make sure we're serving you guys in the best way possible so that you can become the best version of yourself but also highlight really unique individuals so yeah hundred percent. this is amazing and
0: yeah we, we've talked about our guest list and who we're bringing onto the show mm-hmm. and just continuing to you know get higher end guests
1: yeah i wish y'all could have seen this snapchat that slager sent me last night of the, his whiteboard <laughs> of the guests that he's going to be reaching out to man
0: i just had to make a list i had to put it all down and like yeah i can use excel and things but for me i i like dry big dry race boards i constantly see it mm-hmm. i can close out of an excel and not look at it for a week mm-hmm. Those that are in my room, I have my golf program up on there, like my outline videos. I still need to finish. Um, but when I can see it every day, it's like, mm-hmm. all right, did I? I gotta email at least one more person. You mm-hmm. just at least send one more email. All right, then I note next to it, emailed on whatever date. And mm-hmm. when they follow up, co- communicated on this day. Mm-hmm. So, and I can just kind of watch the progress. And it's a little more self-accountable than me just having an Excel doc, mm-hmm. which is useful. But for me, that's just <clears> how I work better. Is with and I just like dry race sports. Yeah, but I think no, that's perfect. Me, I'm such a visual learner with everything <clears throat> that helps me to stay on task.
1: Yeah, no, I really appreciate you bringing that up because like you become what you think about, and so when you write things around your common living space that you can see on a daily basis, whether it's a marker board, whether it's an index card, mm-hmm. anything that you're going to visually see and read every day, like a man becomes what he thinks about all day long. Yep. So like if you had that stuff there, like it's going to happen if you continuously look at it, but also execute on it as well. 100%. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's, I can cross that off.
1: Yeah. Like dry erase.
0: I can cross oh, it's so off. gratifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was thinking about, guess in terms of, you know, we, we had a conversation of finding guests that maybe they could use what our businesses do, but also are interested in being on the podcast mm-hmm. where it, it would be a great individual or company in both lanes. Mm-hmm. And I, it just made me think of that guest list differently. Like, okay, do I know anyone trying to make it in golf and we know, like, Logan Holt. I think that'd be an interesting conversation. He's doing all—I saw his schedule of 2022, all these tournaments mm-hmm. that, that he's in. And it's like, all right, let's talk to someone who's trying to get on that path. Mm-hmm. And then—because golf is a niche of mine. All right, I know a couple of guys I went to high school with, haven't talked to him for years, but they're cage fighters now. Mm-hmm. They're in, like, the UFC Contender Series and, and have bigger fights. Like, okay, I want to get in the world of combat. Let's see if they want to come on the show. Mm-hmm. And it just, it helped me really get a, a tighter and uh, just better planned list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so that, that tip, when you brought that up, that helped me create that list and then I'm like, oh, I have 10 to 15 high quality people mm-hmm. that are, and you know, others that are high up in a, in a corporate role or different business of their own, those too. But then I got super narrowed with the niche. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, what people do I already know? That would be a high-level guest and a great conversation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, and I, and I think we really do hit, hit the sweet spot with our interviews when, obviously, there's two components to any guest we bring on. There's the storytelling aspect mm-hmm. that they, they bring on, but there's also the lessons learned. So the best interviews are able to kind of marry those two together and someone's able to tell their story, but also recap the lessons they've learned along the way. Uh, just like Randy Brown, who we're going to have. Um, well, Dude, by the time this releases, it would have been last week. So w- yeah. we just released it last Friday. So, yeah, for sure. That was such a good conversation,
0: man. Yeah. Um, I, I Like, we have fun with all of our guests, but that one, I felt like we laughed a whole lot more than mm-hmm. other conversations. Like yeah. Just, we were quick-witted. We had, you know, just jab things in here and there. And it was just <laughs> a good time. With mm-hmm. A lot of value yeah and that was my first time ever talking to him yeah and you know we all headed off and it was yeah we were the three musketeers just hanging out
1: yeah randy brown he's a i mean he was the chief hr officer at anthem but now he's at butler university mentoring over 150 MBA students and undergraduate students so he's around young young vibrant people and you can tell that that he he shares those same qualities, and he's a very upbeat, energetic guy. And I think you guys are gonna love that interview. Yeah. So you yeah. see the kid in him
0: still still come out definitely, and it's fun when you see adults that still they got their kid side to it.
1: Yeah, for sure. But so yeah, man,
0: dude. I was uh, on the way up here. It, it was I don't know a simple thing that kind of pleases me. I guess uh, we because I see a lot of drivers try to beat an ambulance, a fire truck, a cop. You know. Run through blatant red lights.
1: Beat me, turn onto the same road that I'm driving on. I see that too. Yeah, that and,
0: and so, but especially with you know an emergency response, emergency, yeah. And it's like pull your ass to the right. Yeah, they need to go. Yeah, like whatever you have to get to is not as important as that cop with going loud lights and sirens. Yeah, like they have likely a life or death situation. Mm-hmm. You're late for work a little bit, whatever, mm-hmm. and. So we're coming up north, and we see this cop coming south. We're at the intersection. Light had just turned green. But we see this cop at least a couple hundred yards away. And so easily, people could have started to go. He's on the right side. Unlikely, he's going to cut across the intersection. But everyone waited. Like, no one moved. And like I said, a couple hundred yards off. We saw him coming from ways away. And everyone waited till he was all the way through, he or she, I guess. Um, and then people went. And mm-hmm. I don't know, like I was, I was satisfied with that. I'm like, you know what? Good job, everyone on the line here. Yeah. Just, just good job all yeah. around. You, Actually,
1: a, you, you should have, you should have got out of your car and clapped. They're like, hey, stand up, everyone, take that. <laughs> guys, wait, just pause a second. Yeah,
0: but it's just small things like that, and I was like, go, you guys, mm-hmm. good job, society, just like. We easily could have gone, half of us could have gotten through this yeah. green light, and everyone just waited just to make sure.
1: Yeah. And it's not, it's refreshing. You're yeah, right. You're right. Yeah. Like,
0: Good job. Like, yeah. He's he's going super fast, loud for a reason. Mm-hmm. Y'all waited. Then two minutes down the road, you see the ambulance coming behind, because I think cops have to go first, make sure it's all safe. But then that ambulance mm-hmm. uh, was likely going to the same same call.
1: Yeah exactly yeah, so
0: just refreshing to see yeah
1: it's and it's kind of like morbid and messed up to think about it this way but how how would you react if that ambulance was going to save one of your loved ones like how would you like how fast would you want them to get there 100%, so yeah yeah, yeah that's but,
2: good point yeah but we, we never want we, all, ne- <laughs> we never
1: want to put that into existence but like how would you how would you act yeah, to sh- get out of their way the other foot test yeah right so cool
0: Oh, uh, so what's going on in in the life of Tim?
1: Yeah, for sure. I'll give uh, one quick like life update and then uh, bi- business updates as well. So uh, Butler University has something called the Butler University Student Foundation. They call it BUSF. I'm pretty sure that's what it stands for. Okay. But pretty much, there's a program that they do where they match undergraduate students with like alumni one on one, so they can kind of like mentor them and like help them throughout their their. Transition to working life, so mm-hmm. I applied for it and got into nice. it, luckily. Nice. Um, and so yeah, so I'm doing that. I had the first call with uh, my mentee. Uh, well, by the time this episode this airs, it'll be last week. I had my first meeting, and it's I'm really excited because I think. Especially after having our conversation with Randy last week, because like this is what he does with students, like he mentors them. Um, And I'm excited to see what I can teach the student, but I also know the student's going to teach me a lot of things as well. So I'm going to I'm going to go on it with with a learning attitude. And um, I'm just excited, like especially from like as I continue to build up my career coaching arm of my business, this will continue to give me good experience in in doing that, Mm -hmm. but also learning from from college students who I continue to work with for my business. So, yeah. and it'll be cool and not challenging, but a, a healthy challenge. Cause the person I'm, I'm matched with is studying abroad right now in Barcelona, Barcelona. Okay. So time change and um, won't be able to meet in person, but we'll be doing video calls. And I think it'll be, it'll be really good. And I yeah. think I'll be taking a lot of principles and lessons from Randy's episode. Cause he says a lot of stuff in there. So nice. Yeah. Uh, how often are your calls? It'll probably be once a month. Okay. first uh, once or twice a month um that's kind of what the first call is going to be about it's like hey like given your schedule given my schedule what's the best like healthy flow to meet like what do you want to do so we'll figure that out a lot on the first call and yeah. i'll continue to like update you as in- enhance the relationship and go through that and please bring, bring on-, on the show and i'm trying to decide like <sighs> Because I, I want to give I want to give as much value and will there be opportunities for me to like create content from from doing stuff like this too? So we'll 100%. see. Yeah, be good. I don't
0: know if it's if it's the same thing, but I had a friend reach out to me asking if I wanted to you know mentor someone from Butler. I don't know if it's the same foundation. Mm-hmm. He said they only meet like a few times in a semester. Yeah. Because at first I was I was concerned about like available time. Like mm-hmm. I wanna, if I'm going to do something, I want to be able to give them good shit. Yeah. Um, good time and attention but I'll have to see if it's the same thing because I was thinking about that as well
1: but um cuz i feel like a lot of the students in this program specifically and depending on who you work with like a lot of the students that applied for this on the mentee side mm-hmm. they're all like oh, like high achieve like very involved people so yeah. they have busy schedules as well it's not and it's not like these students are like troubled students that need help like these are students that are already like performing really well and i think it'll be a good match and yeah i'm i'm excited
0: yeah i think it'll be cool for you to see like what they ask you yeah about real world, I mean, not real world, but like <clears throat> post-grad life mm-hmm. of actually being in the working force, uh, especially running your own business. Um, I'll be intrigued to hear the types of questions mm-hmm. that they're asking you, what they really want to know, what's on their mind. But this is, you and I have talked about you know, doing adjunct work at some point in, in our careers to teach them simple things mm-hmm. L- like... Personal finances, having bills, <clears throat> insurance, all the extras that you really don't learn in college. Like, we'll get taught covered calls and finance, but then don't know how to manage our own money mm-hmm. or, or like how to use a credit card, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, I think it'll be cool because you'll probably be able
1: to get into some of those <clears throat> just everyday applicable things. Yeah, <clears throat> that's right. That's exactly right. And you make a good point there about like what we learn because obviously like in college when you're in a lecture setting they're teaching a lesson or an idea to a wide group of audience and it's more not more like one not one size fits all but like it's advice for multiple people at a time Mm -hmm. the best advice you're really going to get going through college is asking those one-on-one questions and taking that initiative and like have like going to office hours for a professor or seeking out people within the department or university that have done it before or doing programs like this like situations where you have the full floor to ask unique questions and get that unique advice from someone because it's catered to you because you ask right. the question so right. yeah
0: and do they pair you with someone who's uh gonna be in like a related field I'm not sure it,
1: what went into the selection process. The like, person I'm working
0: entrepreneurship program.
1: So the person I'm working with is, I think they're in the Fairbanks so strategic communications major. That's what the signature said. And okay. this person is like the editor in chief. I'm not gonna give the name, but yeah, this yeah, person yeah. is like an editor for like the, the newspaper. So they're a writer. Oh, so, okay. so yeah. I wonder if
0: they try to find a few I, similarities, that gonna, makes sense. Yeah,
1: I can just tell based on what they do. Like, there will be a yeah. lot lot in common talk about. So yeah,
0: yeah. I'll I'll be excited to hear how that goes.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that, and then I would just say for the business, um, making more specific career coaching packages. So initially I have packages that have a bunch of things bundled into one, but I'm trying to make more like one-off actionable programs and packages that I can give to people. So I'll have like one package that, is designed for someone who works at a company and they want to internally advance and they want to apply for an internal position and get promoted. I have a program specifically for that. That's going to walk a person through that. Nice. I have someone that wants to do external advancement if they're done with their company and they want to look elsewhere and they want to take a step up and make a higher salary, go from analyst to director, different stuff like that program for that. Um, career change process for someone who wants to get into a role that's more work-life balance and maybe take a step back, that type of change. So I'm trying to create like sustainable like, packages that have enough actionable information and like content and substance to them, but are also niche enough for different situations that I notice people face based on the research that I do that we'll talk about here in a little bit about how we find what our customers want, so. That's awesome. I'm excited for that, Um, I think it'll be good. Just kind of like playing around, restructuring my packages type of thing, so. And being more strategic and niche and solving a customer problem as as best as I can, Yeah. And that, it's simpler
2: Mm -hmm.
0: than if you put all that in one big ebook, Mm -hmm. like which, ebooks are good, you have a good ebook out there, which everyone should go buy on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Uh Mm Give that full title real quick for us, Tim. How
1: to write a resume. I
0: thought it was
1: longer than that. Somewhat. I, oh, okay. I've, it's been a while since I revisited. I didn't want to butcher it. Pretty much, yeah. it it walks you through like if you want to write the like obviously you can you can hire me to write your resume. and I can get it back to you within mm-hmm. 48 hours. But <clears throat> if you want like actionable steps on like hey like I don't know what I've done with my career. I've been working for X amount of years. I don't know where to start. This ebook will give you all the questions, exercises, tools you need to build. A resume, a portfolio, a credential, like whatever you want to build about yourself, it's all in there. So yeah. it's not just not just resume, it's like things that you can ask about yourself to put your accomplishments on paper. Love, Love it. Yeah.
0: But I, I think how you're breaking it down, it, it's simpler for people mm-hmm. where it's very specific, like you were saying, where, oh, this is my problem, I need this guide. Mm-hmm. And they don't need the other however many. Mm-hmm. Or someone's, oh, I'm done with my company. I'm out this bitch. This is the one I need. Hey, maybe that's a good working title. I'm out yeah. this bitch.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, and you've uh, you've given me some ideas right now that I need to jot down. Yeah, uh, because one one job. another thing that I'm going to do is like I work with a lot, a lot, a lot of people who are in education. They're a teacher, but they want to transition to something else. So I'm going to have a program for transitioning out of education I for teachers. Might
0: have someone I don't know how soon, but I might have a guy doing exactly that.
1: Yeah. I I really do enjoy working with teachers. Teachers are yeah. so like multifaceted. They have so many transferable skills from education that can be applied to being a corporate trainer or writing curriculum for X company, instructional design, like any edu- any company is educating either their employees or their customers. So like you could there's so many ways you can fit into any organization if you're a teacher looking to yeah achieve whatever you want to achieve more money more flexibility whatever there's so much more out there love it anything else going on no the the content creation i figured that would just be something that i talk about in tandem with what you're probably going to talk about so yeah i'm good on my end cool uh
0: let's see what's new i saw my parents okay yeah it was funny my um my mom was like because i had to go up Where my car is registered, I still have to, like, take a stupid emissions test Mm -hmm. to get my registration renewed. Yeah. Anyway, so it's up that way. And so I was like, well, I'll just stay there for the weekend. And, of course, my mom gets excited, like, when I visit, of course. Mm -hmm. And uh, so she's telling me, yeah, I told all, all my friends that, like, you're taking me out for dinner on Saturday. I was like, oh. Okay, she goes, yeah, I didn't tell you yet, but we're, you're going to hang out for dinner on Saturday. <laughs> Carol. And I was like, you finagling, you professional finagler. Yeah. And so we went to one of our favorite Italian spots. You know, they're friends with the owner and stuff. So he comes over, we, he and I are doing limoncello. But uh, it, it was just fun that, you know, my dad had some other event and we just got to hang out. And I don't get to do that with either of my parents a lot. Like usually they're together, makes sense. But it's nice to just have a little one-on-one time, mm-hmm. and so yeah, we had a good time. We man, we ate it up. We ate everything. And, good um, as you should. But yeah, so, so that was a good time. Um, that's probably the most uh, exciting thing in the last week. I mean, outside of my normal. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I've been my training is very different for mm-hmm. me personally, just because. You know, someone listening, I'm not saying I'm any expert, very new to jujitsu, but I really enjoy it Mm -hmm. like a lot and probably a few months in, uh, like I said, so still super green, king of of tapping out. And, uh, but I'm getting to the point of recognizing things and being able to incorporate things we learn. But I also took this from Sean Whalen, uh, 'Cause he started Lions Not Sheep, he's been in real estate, but he started racing cars mm-hmm. and he's like, You gotta be okay to suck at something mm-hmm. for for a while. And I think that's good for me because I haven't had something like that uh, as of late, I'm not saying I'm like the best at everything <clears> I do. I think I'm very good like at, at movement and with clients and patients, training people. I think I'm good at training myself, I'm good at being in the gym. Uh, like CrossFit workouts, I, I've acquired skills. I'm experienced with that, but I haven't had something where I'm starting at absolute zero. Mm-hmm. And I think that's good for for everyone once in a while to start something at absolute zero and just be bad at it. Right, right. Because your mindset has to accept that you just can't do it. You don't have the knowledge or the skills yet.
1: And Keyword, yeah, yeah, not can't do it
0: yet, right, right. And so I'm I'm staying consistent, but now my weight training is a little different. I'm not chasing different heavy lift PRs right now. I'm still moving heavy weight, but I've just tailored my training a little bit because I want to really get good at this. Yeah, that's perfect. I, I just I wanted I wanted this type of skill, something combative, some some other tool in my belt to have, and now I just really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And it's also a hell of a workout. Like I finish a few rounds of sparring with someone and I am drenched in sweat. Yeah. Just drenched. So um, I, I really didn't know how much I needed it until I started doing it. And now I have to have it. Yeah. And, and it's just kind of fun to find those things where a few years ago I didn't think I'd get into combat sport. And now I want to get into it with clients mm-hmm. and myself. I just I really like it. Yeah. So it's yeah that's probably the newest thing that I've really honed in on. Uh, lately outside of business just like as me my personal endeavors Mm -hmm. and it's just you know i have to be okay sucking at it yeah but but it's it's fun to find out all the things i don't know how we can manipulate uh, someone's body a joint you know just it's cool
1: yeah no that's good and it sounds like you have like a very clear direction of like where you're trying to go with it and yeah that, that goes back to where we're saying before like write it out like write what you want to become out and and speak it into existence every day because like you may suck at it now and i think sucks a strong word like you're just not good at it you're not like the best at it yet you're, you're just not yeah. good right now like yeah. that that type of thing yeah, like I shit. yeah exactly um so you yeah, know no, that's good and i'm looking back on our last episode that you and i did solo and i'm not sure if we covered like the results or like post after this but the ladies night event at the gym, oh, you've yeah. posted about that, but I don't think we've actually discussed it th- one-on-one. Recapping it, like you last, you previewed it last time, yeah. but yeah, you want s- to see how that went or yeah, explain how that you're went.
0: Following up on that, yeah, um, that's that's my problem. Is I'll like I'll pull a Rogan, I'll post and ghost, and then something will happen, and then I'm just I'm on to the next.
1: Yeah, because like a million that. things happen. And yeah. That delayed mm-hmm.
0: gratification. I'm bad at kind of celebrating myself and wins, but yeah. So had um. I also don't think we've done a one-on-one since then because we've had. Some I don't think we have. Yet. I'm looking at it. Yeah, but hosted a, a ladies' night at at the new gym where my new office is at, and those who have been following for a while, you know, I changed where my office is. It where my office is just because last gym they ran out of space. It was a space issue. Uh, nothing past that. Still love that gym. TWR, great gym in the Indy area. So uh, yeah, nothing bad there. It was just it was a space thing. They need mm-hmm. space, I need more space, it happens. We're all growing, which mm-hmm. is, that's a good problem to have. Um, but yeah, at the new gym, uh, CrossFit Lupos um, hosted, I think we had 12 women come. Mm-hmm. So one of my clients uh, who I I think we're going to have on the show, uh, she has been a very good client of mine, has sent me a good amount of business. So I wanted to host something for her and her friends, said, hey, text as many Uh, female friends of yours as you want we're going to do a whole night at the gym the owner chris was there Uh, they actually do have three nights a week or two nights a week one weekend workout where it's ladies only Mm -hmm. and it's lower skill so you're not cycling a barbell it's more kettlebells dumbbells just more manageable things and so you know we promoted that but The coach of that was also there, so they had three of us coaches kind of walking around. I made a whole playlist for it. God, one of the best compliments I get is when people love my playlists.
1: (laughs) I'm not even shitting. It's facts. It's good.
0: Someone was like, Colin, I'm loving this playlist, because it was just for ladies' night, Mm -hmm. like designed specifically for the ladies, and I'm I'm thinking that two or three might sign up uh, at the gym just for those workouts, Mm because it's a... It's a uh, lower price because you're just coming to those, you know, it's three workouts a week. But that's still a lot. If you go to even two a week for four weeks, a full month, you way more than than got your money's worth in, in that monthly membership mm-hmm. just for those three workouts. Mm-hmm. So I think some are going to sign up for that. I got a new client out of it, which is, you know, a nice side benefit, but wanted to do something nice for a good client. Yeah. But I thought the event went well. Um it was busy obviously you know there's three coaches 12 women we all haven't coached together at the same time those women haven't done that type of workout before together so it was a lot of moving parts but it it worked out really well good um yeah so i appreciate you asking dude it's uh yeah it was just fun Mm -hmm. it was it was a later night but it was a good time and i just wanted to give back to to someone who has given me a lot yeah so
1: great that's beautiful yeah
0: yeah and it's um yeah, dude, it was just fun. Like I, I love, I love doing those types of things because it also it gets other people interested in how fitness can be enjoyable. Yeah, right? like what you we, said
1: there. That's so key. I think we get caught in this.
0: You have to destroy yourself. It's like no, you're you're yes. There are going to be hard days when you're going to push your body to extremes. Um, you you need to. I believe you need to at certain points, time and place, but. That's not all the time and you can enjoy your workout and still get a good workout in mm-hmm. I don't think it has to be miserable or not fun and that was the other part of the goal is show people hey you can do these things it can be a good time you can do them with other people and you can feel great afterwards mm-hmm. and you don't have to feel like death mm-hmm. and it was just let's like let's make fitness fun mm-hmm. and show people that it can be a really good time mm-hmm. and I think we did that yeah. I love that. Yeah, it was an awesome time. And yeah, got a great new client out of it. Good. We're doing nutrition and training. so Very nice. Yeah, we're we're dialing in. I love it. Uh, Outside of that, other business uh, things I'm doing, a lot more content, which Mm -hmm. I think has been kind of our theme, um, and just really finding more pain points. Mm -hmm. We were talking earlier, I had one video on Instagram and TikTok that did better than my recent postings and it mm-hmm. was a an exercise to correct posture mm-hmm. and it, it kind of just blew up a little bit like mm-hmm. it didn't go super viral not like hundreds of th- hundreds of thousands of views but it performed better than everything else mm-hmm. and so it made me realize maybe i'm not hitting enough pain points in my marketing and what i'm delivering Mm -hmm. like yeah breaking down macros and stuff before you spar or snowboard is cool but it's not a pain point Mm -hmm. like losing is painful Mm -hmm. how do i tailor hey change your food so you don't lose Mm -hmm. and just give someone that slight edge in their sport via nutrition Mm -hmm. and so now i think i just have to shift gears a little bit um but that's just you know learning what the process um but yeah so i'm hitting tiktok a lot harder every once in a while tim i find myself scrolling through tiktok doing more just consuming than just posting ghost i'm getting caught up into it
1: well i want to talk about that specific thing consuming it yeah as well so
0: uh, i just got to be careful there's nothing wrong
1: with consuming it consuming it's good i'm going to talk about why consuming is good (laughs) um but i don't like to get caught too long no, like, like consuming 10, the minutes? consuming the right things. Right? That's the thing I'm getting yeah. caught in random shit where I don't need yeah. it. It's <laughs> <is> okay. I <laughs> but, mean, brainy brainy's brain a little break once in a while. Like, yeah, 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 it's good.
0: Uh, other than that, I have uh, a couple nutrition people. One's nutrition and training. She's my military person. Excuse me. And I have two people about a month out. Uh, one, mm-hmm. her. I'm gonna air quote her event that we're getting her in shape for is a cruise wants to look good, feel good, you know, understandable on vacation. So we're about a month or so out from, from her and my military lady, we have a couple weeks before she weighs in for um, what they call MEPS. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is gonna be for the Air Force and it's kind of their, their training. You have to go through your physical training and testing and things like that. So we're cutting weight for that and she lost weight she lost about three pounds in the last few days Mm -hmm. and we haven't hit like the real meat and potatoes of our true quote unquote cutting protocol yet Mm -hmm. um we've gotten her in really good shape in terms of number on the scale it hasn't gone down a whole lot the last couple months which we've talked about hey Mm -hmm. composition and everything else will change likely before the weight does Um, but now we're actually cutting weight just because the military does want to see certain numbers on the scale Mm-hmm. which is which is fine And you know she's getting a little nervous I'm like hey just follow everything to a T mm-hmm. do exactly like these next few weeks are critical but like we got this mm-hmm. and so you know we're going to change things from hydration carb intake sodium intake and they will change day by day that last week leading up mm-hmm. So what's nice is we have gotten such a good foundation like we've built her up so well i've had her eat more food even though eventually we have to cut weight but now what we've done is lay such a good foundation where cutting weight it will not be extreme it mm-hmm. will not be as extreme for as long and it'll be less stress on the body it'll make it more manageable and easier for her and then reversing out of that is going to be a whole lot easier as well. Mm-hmm. so you know even though we're going to cut weight we'll, we'll cut weight a little quicker you know 10 pounds in a few weeks but then we're going to reverse out a little bit we're not going to gain much weight because once we lose weight our maintenance calorie number changes we move with that Mm -hmm. so that's how people get caught they they don't change that new maintenance when they lose weight then they go back to their original number before they started their diet and they blow up Mm -hmm. and they just balloon again so I, i walked her through hey this is how it's going to go Then we'll reverse out nicely via, you know, we're going to start with more protein intake, slowly increase water back, and we'll be fine. Mm -hmm. So got a couple people were coming down to the wire, and now it's, even if it's not the full package they bought before, have I provided enough value to make them want to continue on with me? Mm -hmm. Even if... You know, it's training with me in person one day a week and I just program their other workouts mm-hmm. and it's, okay, can I increase my retention a little bit longer, mm-hmm. uh, which will also help with, if they do that, I know they're going to talk to their friends. Mm-hmm. If if they keep wanting to, to pay and continue with what we're doing, I've done my job. Yeah. And, and obviously get them to the result that they need. Yeah. That, that is my number one job. Get them the result. Right. Um, but now it's okay. How can I get more retention, have them, you know, speak a little louder for me in my business and just keep doing everything I can mm-hmm. the best to my ability. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fun, man. And you know, you got to talk people off a few ledges. I get it, <laughs> but those are the conversations. Yeah. And, and that's been a big thing for me is making sure I tell them, Hey, we got this. Mm-hmm. I got you just stick to the plan. Yeah. I know we're getting close. Stick to the plan. Mm-hmm. And then I get a text, you know, five, six in the morning. Hey, I reweighed myself three times because I didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. it. It's it's working. Just stick to it.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Most of the time, like you just, you give people the tools and they have what they need to, to get what they want to get done, done and achieve their goals. But it takes another level to have that person to guide you through the process and have someone like next to you along the way. Um, and then, coach them to the point where they don't need you anymore. Because that's that's when you know you've done a good job. That's That's when they they don't need you anymore. Yeah,
0: I I show them exactly what I do, why we're doing it, how we're doing it. I have in their Google folder free guides that I've written of how to calculate your macros, your energy expenditure, how to manipulate either way for weight loss, muscle gain, hydration, all those things, because I'm not a coach for life. If you need me, I'm here. Yeah, we'll dial it in. But you know, whether they're hiring you to get a new career or, or me to lose weight or gain muscle or, or sports performance listen to the coach yeah that that's why they're there mm-hmm. so stick to the plan and be consistent and they'll get you there yeah so for sure all right i've been rambling yeah i wanted so, to go
1: i wanted to go back uh to what you're saying about the content too mm-hmm. about yeah. creating content uh, mm-hmm. like whether you're like if you're like a if you're a marketing person that works for a company and you're trying to create content if you're a solo entrepreneur trying to create content if you're like anybody trying to build a brand and you're like, man, like I don't have any content ideas. Like what, like what do I post about? Mm -hmm. What content? Like it's all out there. I promise you. Cause I was, I was reading an article about what are the top social media trends to watch for in 2023. Mm -hmm. And one thing that really stuck out that I think already started to do, but I think it's really going to have a huge impact is social listening, social listening, social listening. So what that means is like, Way like finding out where your ideal customer hangs out online Mm -hmm. going and like and going and seeing what pain points that they're talking about online whether it's and we talked about this a little bit we talked about this with reddit with reddit yeah so reddit people are on there talking about problems they faced facebook groups so like these different places like you can find out what people what the problems they're facing you can engage with them but you can also take the question that they asked and use that as a topic for your next video or your piece Ooh, of content yeah. that you make. So the businesses that know where to look and how to how to answer those customer pain points, like they're gonna ones that are gonna be most successful. And so TikTok specifically, what I've been doing with TikTok is I have been consuming all of the information from the top people in my industry. Because I can promise mm. you, like. I'm not the first person to give career coaching advice. Like you're not the first person to coach athletes. Like (laughs) we're we're not, we're not like pioneering anything, but like I will go to their profiles and I will look at viral videos that they posted and I'll, that's where I'll get content ideas. But even more importantly, like go to the comments of the people who like are the leaders in your industry. Like the people that have like 600,000 or six figure followers or seven figure followers who are getting like thousands of comments on each of their posts they can't answer every single one of those comments because there's right. too many of them. Right. But there are people that are commenting on these that are asking them questions that they don't have the time to address or whatever. That's valuable content too, about people asking questions about a topic that they post, and then you can create a, a video addressing that question that that person yeah. commented on. That's so smart, yeah. So that's what I've been doing, but I've also been like looking at like, if if I have like a topic that I want, like resume writing, interview prep uh, sports performance like whatever mm. like general topic that you are confident about creating content for go into tiktok and search that and it'll t- it'll pull up a bunch of videos that have done well that have performed well and you can see which ones have performed well yeah and i'm not saying copy the video that they did but make a similar video that communicates it and, it, and, and resonates with people in a better way. Yeah. Like whether you want to put visuals with it, whether you want to give more specific examples on how to do that thing that that person posts in that video, like there's, and then my, and then mirror the hashtags and the things that they use to get traction on the platform. Yeah. I think that's, I've seen much more engagement with my videos in the last week hmm. after implementing okay. that tactic. Yeah, so. i try
0: that. That's good, just finding, yeah, finding what people are really having a, a problem with.
1: Yeah, that's 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 what matters. Like, yeah, I can, I can sit in my my room all day and like just think, oh, what can I post about today? That that's not going to exactly. get me very far. Not going to get me very far. But like, I gotta continue to be attuned to what the people that I serve like what they're saying every day because that's going to constantly change. And that's that's like that's the fun part of the game. That's what I think. That's why I've enjoyed. Like ever since I got my my office and I've been able to start pr- producing content, like I fall more and more in love with it because I know that I'm solving problems that people are talking about. Yeah, so hundred percent. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. God, I'm gonna do that today. Great, I'm gonna get on
1: my phone so much more now than I already am. And dude, you got you got Great. you got You got to be you got to be intentional about it. Like, yeah, I have like an hour blocked out. Like, hey, I'm gonna get on my computer. And I'm gonna research for an hour. Yeah, and I'm gonna create like a like. Some topic ideas and then i'm going to dedicate a different hour on a different day to writing out the content that i'm going to talk about on that video yeah. and i'm going to spend another hour doing the video
0: nice okay
1: um videos yeah <clears throat> that's that good consumption you're probably talking about mm-hmm. yeah and then and then <clears throat> doing that has a lot like how can i relate those free videos to like what i'm going to sell e-commerce going <clears throat> forward for the next 10 years yeah so yeah so, how have, um,
0: what are some ideas you have in ways to do that? Do what? Uh, like, do you have some videos already where you've connected, oh, this pain to, I know you're having the simpler guides. So now are you making videos for, hey, how to go from, you know, education to a completely different role? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you're starting to make more videos like that. Yes. With your guides.
1: Yeah. And I find that, like, I've already done that, and it, like when when I create these videos, like I've already created some type of content for that for my for my programs, but mm. like continually aligning each other because I have bits and pieces here that I've already created. I have sure. bits and pieces that I'm learning about what the customer's saying. It's and it's it's all tying together. That's what's most exciting about it. But how can I hone it in and present it in a way that's that will resonate with people? So,
0: yeah. what would you say your um, biggest
1: topic of research is currently like what's the thing you're diving into the most right now i would say the relationship building influencing dynamic within an interview that's what it, i the, think that's uh, i've noticed that a lot of my videos have been about that lately i'm trying to and i've i'm trying to do more like even it out because i have interview prep resume writing and cover letter writing linkedin profile and just general career development how right. can i just be a better professional and personal human being so i those are like my my different buckets of like content i post but Mm -hmm. um the content i post how can i relate that to the things that i'm going to sell later on and market it so and at at this point like i've i mean on tiktok i think in the past since like first week of august i think i put like 50 to 60 videos out there so like every day yeah because i and I, I think the the more I do this, the more I save these, like it's just nice having them if mm-hmm. I ever need to like refer back to them because I, I drive. But yeah, yeah. bottom line is like, I just want to help as many people as possible. That's, that's I want to put it out there. And like I mentioned before, like whenever I see someone like save one of my videos and like for their own like that, that just fires me up. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like, oh, we created enough <clears throat> value. They're going to keep this thing. Mm-hmm. Like for reference later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Within, um, Your research for uh, dynamics in an interview, what's probably the biggest takeaway so far? Like anything new that's come to light that'll help you better with your clients in guides, like any um, different thing you've seen in how to interact in an interview that maybe you hadn't thought of before?
1: Uh, I would just say empathy as much as possible. Mm -hmm. You you want to find out, depending on who you're interviewing with, because like if you're interviewing with a frontline hr person who's just screening you that's different than if you're interviewing with a person who's going to be your supervisor for this role so okay. know your audience that's the first thing like know who you're talking to okay and how you're going to present yourself if you're talking to an, a frontline hr person who's just screening you you don't need to go into depth on how you're going to impact the company through this role Got they it. don't really care about that Got the director will who's hiring for it but i would just say empathy and like getting into the the mind of the other person about what they want to achieve out of hiring this person for this role, whatever questions you have to ask to find that out, your ability to ask questions and find that out is gonna separate you from all the other candidates. So I kind of walk into like, hey, here are the questions you can ask about this. Here are questions you can ask about this. Here are answers, examples of answers that you can give to this, to this. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I've been diving into. And yeah, it, it just all goes back to how can you ask the most unique questions? How can you get to the bottom of what this business is trying to solve? So, yeah. and it's even more important for smaller companies. Like if you're applying for like a startup or a smaller company that hiring one person for that company is a pretty big deal to them. It's a, it's sure. gonna be a big expense for them. So like yeah. you really wanna initiate that conversation and make sure you're really helping them out. Um, Obviously, it's different for a bigger company, a Fortune 500 company. They can they can afford to, to lo- like, hire an employee and, and lose them within three months because that's expensive. But, I mean, it's even more important for, like, a smaller company because sure. that's a big investment for them. Sure. Mm-hmm. Do you have any go-to
0: questions that, like, so you and I, I think we're pretty good at reading people, reading mm-hmm. the room, and we, can, we just have a little more natural, empathetic level. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, it's just the way we're wired. Mm-hmm. Do you have any go to questions if if someone thinks they might not be as deeply empathetic? Not just not because they don't want to be, just mm-hmm. hey, I don't I don't know if I'm if I have as much empathy right now, like just mm-hmm. in terms of experience, or you know, maybe someone is more sympathetic than empathetic. Mm-hmm. Do you have a good question that they could ask in an interview or how to relate a story to get to that level? To where the person interviewing them is like oh we're kind of going a little deeper than most most Mm -hmm. candidates here i like where this is going any Mm -hmm.
1: go-to's how will i be evaluated in this role how will success be evaluated in this role Mm. when you work for a company it's all evaluation performance based right like it's there's performance reviews like And i feel like a lot of times when managers and people they don't get along or if an employee quits or if they get fired it all came back to the manager and the person they didn't communicate about how they're performing well there was a miscommunication on how their performance is um sometimes like they just they didn't know why they got fired or something like that so in the interview ask how will i be evaluated in this role Ask like from your perspective, what does success look like in this role? Like the the, the mm. most success successful people that could do this role, what will that look like? And really understand like get on the same page right away about how they're going to evaluate you if you get this role, and like what you need to work for. Because I think that will give you that will give you a lot of information about what the company wants to achieve through this role. It says a lot about their feedback process because. Mm -hmm. feedback processes are a big determinant of employee engagement culture different stuff like that so i think any questions about that is good and i think that that's a
0: great great question so thank you for uh sharing that but i think it will also give that person interviewing for the job an idea of what their work from day to day is actually going to consist of Mm -hmm. Um, which i I think is is huge because Mm -hmm. a lot of times We've all seen it and probably experienced it. The job isn't what we thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. and then people are stuck in this role that they really don't like as much. Mm-hmm. So yeah, knowing how you're going to be evaluated and what success in that role is—that's that's a monster question to have. Mm-hmm. So all right, right on, dude. Right on. <clears throat> yeah. Thank you for asking. Of course. All right. What? Uh, any other career tips?
1: Um. Uh, yeah. Kinda,
0: we kind of. Uh, detour, deep dive. To look yeah.
1: At. I'm going to give a, just a quick actionable tip about, um, whether you just started at a company or if you're working a job where like you're bored or you're running out of tasks or things to do, mm-hmm. what to do at work when, when that happens. Cause I know when you get hired by a company, there's a lot of you learn a lot of new information at once, you get onboarded, but I've talked with people who that'll happen and then they're just not sure what to do next. They don't, they don't have enough projects or this could even be someone who's been in a company for a while that's kind of like okay. hit a lull, kind of bored. So first thing to do is like whoever you report to, whoever you work a lot with on a daily basis, whether it's your boss, supervisor, cross-functional teams, ask them, is there anything I can do to make your life easier? Just ask that question. It's amazing how one, you'll gain goodwill from them. Like they'll like you better for asking that question, but that may open up a conversation about a project you can do for them. So that's one thing. If they say, no, I don't have anything for you to do, self education. At the end of the day, you get paid to learn. A company is paying you to obviously do your job, but you, you get paid to learn. So, one thing that I like to tell people when they ask, like, what do I learn about? is there's soft skills and there's hard skills. So, like, soft skills are like, your ability to build relationship, communicate, present ideas, negotiate, influence—all the stuff that's like interpersonal, relationship-based—and um, then there's hard skills like um, Microsoft, like Microsoft Excel, uh, data analysis, like hard, like different stuff like that. So what I would do there is like if you're gonna learn about soft skills, learn about relationship building, how to present, how to public speaking, practice. Um, negotiation stuff to influence others. Mm-hmm. I think it's the first thing to do there. technical skills if you start a job and You go back and read the job description of the job that you got hired for Go through that and read like hey Is there anything in here that I don't know how to do as well? Is there anything that I'm not as confident with highlight those things in the job description that you don't know and teach them Teach and Then teach yourself how to do those things. Yeah in your spare time while you're bored. So if, the, if it asks for knowledge in uh, Excel and you're not as good as Excel, like yeah. hone your Excel skills. If it asks for, hey, like you need to learn how to use this project management tool. Like, G, like, I know a lot of companies that use Jira. Some people don't know how to use Jira. Learn the ins and outs of, of it. yeah, <laughs> learn the ins and outs of the technical systems that that company uses, different okay. stuff like that. So first, like ask your boss for projects, they say no do self-educate get paid to learn and the third thing is network within the company so i mean regardless of what job you have at a company it's interconnected with other parts of the company in some way if you work in finance like there's a sales department that you can go learn about like there's different things that you can learn about within your company that helped you do your job better um because you realize the greater impact on the company. So yeah. schedule 15 to 30 minute one-on-ones with as many people in your company as possible. Reach out to them and be like, hey, I just started here, or hey, I'm looking I'm looking to learn about the business. I want to really understand how my my role fits with your group, with our. People will always be down to spend 15 to 30 minutes to talk about what they do. So if yeah. you can learn about what other people do at your company, Maybe you identify an opportunity for you to help them out with something that you know how to do. So yeah. initiate those conversations. And that could be, you go to the,
0: we'll stick with your two examples, finance and sales. If you're the, in the finance department in some capacity, schedule that one-on-one and say, hey, when you go to sell our product or service, whatever it is, how do you use our finance mm-hmm. in order to sell? Yeah. And if you don't or can't use it that much, would it be helpful if there was a different way for you to use it? Mm-hmm. What could we provide you to make selling easier? Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, more sales helps the whole company. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's good. I mean, have the water cooler talk. You know, yeah. The the we're working from home quite a bit, but we're getting back in the office. So have the water cooler <clears throat> talk or something yeah. to be said about it.
1: Yeah, I can promise you. Like, if you work at a Fortune 500 company, a small company, any company and you want to grow and build and move up and maybe maybe run the company someday or be like a C-level person or like reach the top level of that company, mm-hmm. you're not gonna get there by just staying in your silo and doing your one job well. Yep. You're gonna need to learn about all aspects of the business because eventually you're gonna need to know that to do that higher level role. So start now and have those one-on-one conversations with people in other departments of your company. Love it. As simple yeah. as that. Everything's people. Lori Locke talked about like that was a big reason why Lori Locke is is a, a an officer of a publicly traded company because yeah. she had those conversations with people yep. all the
0: time. Yeah, she yeah, she's chief accounting and you know, accountants talk to people all the time. Mm-hmm. And you think they're just crunching numbers and she's like, No, I talk to people all the time. Yeah. She's always doing something interrelational with with people, whether it's lunches or just how can I make your job easier? Yeah, Do something you need from me, right? Do you have any go-to resources for? You were talking about soft and hard skills, and I think hard skills. If you're not good at Excel, you can Google, you know, programs for Excel, or you know, just buy it and go through a tutorial. Yeah, but for soft skills, you know, there's umteen different articles and blogs on, you know, how to be empathetic or this and that, do you have um, any things that you specifically research or whether it is Google or a book, any resources that you can give people to improve their interpersonal skills?
1: Yeah, I would say first define your learning style. Like do you like to read books or do you mm-hmm. like to watch videos? Okay. So if you're someone who likes to read books, I mean, There are several, several, several books on influence and persuasion. How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. I've read that book 17 times for good reason. A good book. Uh, the Psychology of Persuasion by Dr. Robert Cialdini. That's a good one on, on interpersonal, how to influence people. Emotional Intelligence 2.0 by Travis Bradbury. Those are three really good books for um, interpersonal, interacting with people, different stuff like that. Um, when it comes to like videos like YouTube, just go to YouTube and, and type in whatever you want to learn about. And I mean, YouTube obviously like pick pick your choice on which video you want go to videos that have a lot of views people who have had a a proven track record of success on the platform learn from there um i would say i'm trying to think of a podcast that talks about influence let me get back to you on that yeah um but yeah no because i haven't really been listening to as many podcasts lately but um yeah i would just say those those three things those things i would focus on in terms of learning that but yeah don't don't overestimate those one-on-one conversations with people, though. If you learn through one-on-one conversations when you have those one-on-ones with people, ask them those questions that you want to learn, learn about as well because yeah. um, that that's valuable information too about someone who's done well at interpersonal and influencing people. They can pass those on to you yeah. one-on-one. Nice. Nice. Love mm-hmm. it. Love yeah. it. Yeah.
0: So my career tip uh, today is if you are in a caloric deficit and still not losing weight... Um, and I've I've written about recently, you know, if you're on a certain diet like keto not losing weight, I've talked about some things uh, in that uh, nature. But if you're just in a caloric deficit and and you're working out and you're just not seeing the number on the scale move, one, make sure you are in a caloric deficit. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have a guide on my website to track to. Figure out how much you should be eating in terms of calories. You can go check that out, optimalfitnessrx.com. That's faux free. But yeah, make sure you are in a deficit. So you need to be burning more than you are consuming. If you're not actually doing that, so if you need to track your food and your activity, do that. It's a pain in the ass, but you need to know where you're at or where you're not.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Also, look at your weight training. Are you doing enough weight training? It's not just all cardio to lose weight. Now, depending on the person, some people might lose weight faster with more cardio than weights. That's my case. If I stop the weights and just start running, I can lose weight a whole lot easier than I can put it on. Just mm-hmm. my genetic makeup, my build, all those things. But for most people, if you want to lose weight, you need to be training with weights. Mm-hmm. It's just scientifically proven time and time again that is more substantial for weight loss than strictly doing cardio mm-hmm. now i have clients where we will intertwine the two but there's a lot of weight training still mm-hmm. so make sure you're doing enough of that and what is the quality of your food this is hey i'm tracking it's in my macros i'm in a deficit i'm still not losing weight what's your food quality that still mm. matters i'm not saying a burger and fries doesn't have its time in place i'm not saying that's a quote unquote bad food but there is bad application too. So, are you having just snacks, things out of bags and boxes every day, all day? High processed foods. You know, if that's the case, you need to switch to get more whole foods in your diet. I'm not talking about going to the store; just whole foods like chicken, ground lean ground meats. You know, doing things like rice,s and quinoa.s If, if pasta agrees with you and your body, then. Implement that every once in a while too. I'm not saying go heavy breads and pastas, but get more foods that are closer to their original form. Mm-hmm. Chicken breasts, like I said, ground meats, potatoes, rices, if that agrees with you, uh, things like that. So look at your food quality <clears throat> as well. Mm-hmm. If you're in that deficit, make sure you have good quality foods, not just things that are highly palatable. Mm-hmm. Good intake of fruits and vegetables daily. Also Hydration. Uh, if you're getting a ton of cravings, one, make sure you're eating enough, but two, you can curb a craving with, start with water mm-hmm. and wait five to 10 minutes, drink some water, wait it out, make sure you're truly hungry and that you're not just bored because mm-hmm. we Oh, I got to break with work, break in between meetings, kind of bored. What should I do? Oh, maybe I'll eat something. Mm-hmm. Do you need to eat something or are you just looking for something to do? Mm-hmm. Learn a skill that you need to improve your role within your job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Soft or hard skills. Yeah. Drink some water first. Yeah. Um, And also, how long have you been in that alleged deficit? Mm -hmm. Have you been there for six, seven, eight months? Because if so, then you need to change it up. Mm -hmm. You need to increase your calories a little bit, probably, Mm because eventually your body will get efficient. It's very smart. So you need to feed it a little more, implement a refeed day. Mm -hmm. If you're not, if you're strictly, if your deficit is 1,500 calories and you've been riding 1,500 calories a day, every day, month in, month out for five, six months, you you should implement a refeed day, if not a full week. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is just having a day where you eat back up to your maintenance calories, not your deficit calories. Mm -hmm. Not going surplus, just go to maintenance. So add one day, but if you've been in that deficit for a long time, maybe do that for a week. Mm-hmm. You might go up a little bit in weight, but when you go back to that deficit, you'll see that number go back down and you can facilitate more weight loss. So those are some things to look, up for, look out for. How much weight training are you doing? What's your food quality? Uh, how long have you been at that caloric deficit? And make sure you're actually burning more than you are consuming. Mm-hmm. And what you can do is if you are training well, you're, you're eating right. You're in a deficit. Look at your other stressors. How's your personal life? What are your other stressors in life? What's your sleep? There are so many factors, but you can also just add steps. Mm-hmm. So before you cut more calories, add more movement mm-hmm. if you can. If your schedule allows, You know, go on another 30-minute walk. Get to 10,000 steps a day. That's a good average where if you're doing that with all your other things, you're eating right, you're sleeping well, stressors are for the most part pretty low and managed – you're going to see change. So those are just some things uh, that you really want to check off that you are doing. Again, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but those are some of the biggest things. Yeah. And then just be consistent. Yeah. Stay consistent. So you know, food quality, overall stressors, make sure you're burning more than you're consuming, make sure you're weight training, and and stay consistent.
1: Gotcha. Do you have like a formal checklist that has that stuff... That people can have? I don't, but I might have just started to make one. Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's a very – because, yeah, th- I mean there's a lot there. And that and for someone who has a million things going on in their plate, like it would be nice to have a visual that they can look at to kind of check off those things if they're not seeing what they want. Out of all those things that you listed, is there anything that's most common reason why they're not losing rate or something? Because, like, obviously they all play a part in the pie, but do you see anything that's yeah. more common than the others that you, like, kind of – check off first or does it is it just kind of
0: I I would say you know it varies but at the end of the day I'd say the thing that where people lose it the most is consistency yeah and I have I just brought on a, a new person where that's her biggest thing like she's not foreign to the gym mm-hmm. she's had good workout regimens before and uh, she recently had a kid she'll be on for a couple weeks then off for a month or so and they kind of go this back and forth. Yeah. But I'd say the biggest thing is consistency. Yeah. Even if your eating is okay, you know, but you're weight training a few days a week, your sleep is back and forth, your stress is a little high. But if you are consistent, you will still have some amount of change. Yeah. So I, I would say the biggest thing where people lose it is consistency. Yeah. And sometimes that's, you know, due to whatever their schedule or lifestyle, a lot of times some form of accountability or just not having a sustainable plan. Yeah. Like they, they have, you know, we see these extremes on the internet. People Mm -hmm. do these extreme regimens. It's just not sustainable. It's not real life. It's not realistic for most people. So if you don't have something that's sustainable and manageable, you won't be consistent. And if you're not consistent, you will not get results.
1: Yeah. No, that makes sense. Uh, thank you yeah. for explaining that. Yeah, and I noticed like a lot like some of the things here, they're more like technical, analytical things, like hydration, sodium, carbon intake. that's more like analytical. Like Yeah, um, yeah that's how much weight, how degree. much weight training, it's more analytical. The two like most actionable, like easy things to apply, to here are the quality of your food and your stressors. So if like you yeah. can if you can be consistent with the food in some way and like budget time for you to be like a happy Human being and like yeah. move move your body if if yeah. you can just kind of fix those two things first Like I think the other things may fall into place. Yeah, uh, totally for agree. the most part and, and those speak. are more like Those aren't really like analytical things. Those are more like just like overall like just general like choices, I guess
0: Yeah, so and, and chronic stress is the killer of all <clears> things. <throat> yeah So if you're too stressed out you won't lose weight no matter how much you cut calories or how good you're eating But yeah, you can change the quality of your food and depending on your stress levels we can alter stress levels with our food Mm -hmm. so maybe you do need to back off your hit workouts add a little more resistance training which is still a stressor but back off how hard you're going and eliminate some of that yeah then we can alter our food to help with stress too so there's so many things that one can affect the other uh, positively or negatively yeah but yeah, you're right. Those are two things that are very actionable. Yeah, is food quality and look at your stressors.
1: Yeah, and like the stressors thing, like it may be just something as, as small as if you like if you work a nine to five job and you work in an office and you don't like budget thirty minutes to go take a walk. Right. Maybe just doing that one. Maybe just doing that once a day may uh, may help you out and yeah. move your body throughout the day because that that helps you out too.
0: Well, look, dude, when I worked at Simon, um, I would go. I had, like, you know, you got your work friends that you jive mm-hmm. with, and, you know, a handful of my work friends w- would go out and smoke. When they'd go smoke, I'd go outside, too. Yeah. And not that I went to smoke. I would just stand outside, and we'd chit-chat for 10 minutes or so, then go back inside. If they can do that to go smoke, why can't I do that just for some fresh air, quick breather, a little sunshine, then I'm back. Mm-hmm. It gives me 10 minutes to just step away from the screen, look at the same thing. If I had an issue with it,
1: fresher eyes... All right, now I'm ready to work again. Right, I, right. I would do that all the time. Yeah, and if like you're someone who's like, oh, like I have a boss that gets mad at me if I do that, or if I have a boss that is is all about productivity, like, and I have and I create a video on this, and I'm I have a program about this about work life balance, but like, if so, it really just communicates to your boss, like, hey, I for me to perform this job well and bring the most positive energy, I need to also make time to do this. I need to yeah. make time for that 30 minute walk because that helps me be better with customers and produce better work. Like give a reason for why you, you want to do that yeah. and how it relates personal and professionally.
0: Yeah, and at, at the end of the day, do they want number of hours worked or the number of results and productivity mm-hmm. done? Yeah. Like, like what do they really want? They want the job to get done and done well. Mm-hmm. So whether it's nine hours or six hours, as long as it's done the right way, let's not split any more hairs in that. Right. Yeah, makes sense. All right. Let's get a little down and
1: nerdy with it, Tim.
0: Take us there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: John Wooden, Game Plan for Life. One of of my favorite books. One of my favorite books. So he- Hit us with it. Yeah. He talks about uh, life lessons his dad- gave him uh, Joshua Wooden. Um, and one of the, and I just want to recap a, uh, a few of those be true to yourself. That's what the first thing he said. Mm-hmm. So regardless of what stage of life you're in, stay true to who you are as a person, but also be bounded by a worthy ideal or something that you're that you're working towards. So if you want to be a better husband and have a more harmonious family, write that down. That's something that you can work for. If you want to work a job where you have work-life balance or whatever, write that down. Like, have your values and the things that you need in your life to be a healthy individual, and have those present in front of you all the time, mm-hmm. and stay true to that. Um, make each day your masterpiece. He also taught him that. So what I get from that is you should have you should have your routine. You should have the things you do every day. Yeah your work routine, but you should have at least one thing each day that's unique or outside of that regular routine that you look forward to. Mm. That's going to, that's something that you can look forward to that day. If you're in an intramural league, if you take a walk every day, if you take a bike ride, like you should have like one, like unique thing that will make that day a masterpiece that you look back on. as like, Oh, that was, that was a unique masterpiece. Cause okay. I did that that day. I like that <clears throat> help others. So uh, kind deeds are good, but have you ever just listened to someone, uh, allow them to tell you about their day? Like that's that's something that can help other people. So yeah. I thought that was good too. Um, drink deeply from good books, and this could be books or podcasts. And it's one thing to read and drink deeply from a book, but it's another thing to apply that thing in your daily life. So focus on the application as well, um, and document your progress too. If you're if you like to journal, write things down when you read things from these books. It's one thing to just read the book and put it down. Write it out on how you're going to apply it for your day and write out the result of what happened when you applied it, and then eventually it's going to be second nature and you won't need to write it out. Nice. Um, and then I would say the last thing is um build a shelter against a rainy day. I thought that was interesting that he that his dad told him. Um, and what I get from that is just save 10% of your income at least, okay? okay. So, like the, the money that you bring in, you should like. You should have you should save it for a rainy day which that's obvious but like so you're saying take 10 percent every time you get paid 10 percent to save yep okay or invest or whatever that's good yeah well no i misquote me save save it so that you have cash readily available okay. to use and how, you need how
0: much do you think you should invest from each paycheck i mean I, i'm not
1: i'm not a financial advisor i'm not yeah, I, yeah. I have my own that i do but I think that that 10% that you save, you can either maybe dedicate 2% of that 10% to Mm. investing and maybe the other 8% to cash. Or if you want to do the 10% to your savings account and do an extra 5% or 10%, you should, I can't really give advice because everyone makes different Yeah, we're not giving advice here. I'm just asking Tim what he does for himself. Yeah. Relax, everybody. Bottom line is have a system that, you can like you said consistency whether it's eating right whether it's saving money you should have some type of system that makes it consistent for you so yeah
0: yeah i like those yeah Uh, you've talked about john wooden's book before just a lot of good things i still haven't read it Mm -hmm. but i always love when you bring up there's this one i love when you bring up um emotional intelligence and then there's oh something with the devil in the title uh, Outwitting in the devil yes Napoleon Hill those are some of my my favorites when when you bring bring those up on the show mm-hmm. what do you have anything very recently you've gotten from that you've drank from a good book or podcast that you have recently applied to improve your progress in your business or personal life I guess
1: it's it's definitely the the content creation content creation yeah. Gary V like sense like I've there was a point where I didn't listen to Gary V for two years because I don't know why, whatever I was doing doing it, but well, it kind of I mean, gets repetitive. Like, a yeah, little, it goes a long way sometimes. if you've been riding with him, for a while. but he, I mean, if you really pay attention to him, he he gives you like unique actionable things that you can do to create content for your business and just build a brand in general. Mm-hmm. Like, I I love what he's doing. Like, I think he used to be more repetitive, but I think okay. now he's he's really like in tune to like what's going on macroeconomically and like what you can do to kind of prepare for that. Um, but also like, I would just say the things that what really has stuck out to me that he said is like the brands that are going to be sustainable. They don't like invent from within that, like they're externally facing and they, they listen to what the customers say. And Mm. I learned from him how to listen to my customer. And it was, it's been right out in front of me this entire time. Like the internet, like, might I don't need know back into Gary. V. I've been off him for a while. Yeah. And like, I'm, I'm probably going to go off of him again because yeah. I learned this and I'm, I'm doing it and doing it and doing it. Yeah. And, and I think he's good because like if you're having if you're having like a tough day or if you need a kick in the ass, like listening to one thing he says for five minutes a week is good. That's fair. Um, but yeah, no, I would say that thing is knowing how to listen to my end user and knowing where to go to find that information, I think is the biggest thing I've taken from him specifically. Yeah. So
0: fair enough yeah and not that i've quit listening to him because i don't like him i i love gary Vee. it's just your comment earlier how you haven't listened to as many podcasts Mm -hmm. it's like we're also doing so much more in our day too where it's hard to listen and edit a video or record Mm -hmm. a video like we're doing so much more where Mm -hmm. i'm the same i don't listen to as many podcasts really unless i'm driving um so it's just not that i don't love it when i was working in corporate i'd listen to five six podcasts a day
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and now it's just not so much so but yeah no that's good man and yeah man i've seen seen you post every day consistently man. dude it's fun i love it it's and you sent me a snap uh not too long ago i'm not good enough to not be consistent i'm not i'm nowhere near shout out yeah man um and same yeah if i'm not consistent like who am i yeah I'm nobody
1: it, it gives you credibility too like yeah. you will be surprised like the more you do it like just having people reach out to me and be like hey like i've i've implemented this from your video i've i'm creating content myself i've been doing this be, because you've been doing it on yours and like mm-hmm. people reaching out for stuff like it when you do it like at first when you create content like you're doing it for free like yeah. this is this is free time like i i mean i could be using that time to build more resumes and, and make more money but like you got to really have a why behind why you do things and you got to look at it from like a long-term perspective but yeah, yeah going back to what you said as well um <clears throat> earl nightingale the strangest secret that's another audiobook that i've recently listened to that i've applied something okay so this card right here um he talked about like you become what you think about yeah which he has like a episode, he goes through all the thought leaders in the past like 100 years that have said this same exact quote in a different way. You mm-hmm. become what you think about. There's yeah. different ways to say it. Like it's not like a, it's not a novel concept. Um, but he says like, have like a note card that you write like three things that you want to become and like have it accessible and read it like multiple times a day. Like read okay. it like when you wake up, read it right before you go to bed, read it before you like leave the house. Like you don't have to read it, like a certain amount of times, but like, read it as much as you can and like this card like i'm not going to tell you what's on this card but like this card is like what is going to guide me for the next 10 years and like there may be things that like you like add or like change on here like i have a certain amount of money that i want to make on here but i know that i'm going to eventually make it and have to change the card sure the different like your, your thing will change but like have something that like binds you to like everything you do on a daily basis so i have like I have one thing here that's personal and like family. I have one thing on here that's involved around like resume writing, career coaching, like my business. And uh-huh. then I have another thing on here about our podcast and like what I want to do with Ooh, our podcast. Okay. So I need, I need to get myself a card. Oh yeah. I need, to, I need to write it down. <laughs> so, and, and you, you are, you're already doing this anyway with your marker board. Like you have something that you have out in front of you right. anyway, it's the like same type of thing. So I have
0: like Colin Slager as a brand. Like, yeah. What is my brand? And like they're bullet points, but I don't have something more in depth. And I mm-hmm. think I think that card is where I can put more like very specific things, numbers. Mm-hmm. Like because yeah, I have I have dollar amounts in my head, but I know eventually like that won't stop me from doing what I'm doing.
1: once yeah. I hit
0: those amounts. Like I'll still <laughs> like I don't think I'll ever stop working.
2: Mm-hmm. I'll
0: just do more of things that I love doing.
1: Yeah. And, um, and that card too like even though you're going to be s- specific about it you're going to yeah. have numbers it it like there will be things that you do that aren't as fun or thing things that that like res- respond to a, a customer that has a complaint or like thing like the grit work that no one really talks about yep. looking at that card helps me through times like those because i have to do these things in, in this next 15 minutes that is going to help me do this over the next 10 years type nice. of thing Kind of get get you through those tough, Love that shit. those tough tasks that suck. Got yeah,
0: to do that dirty trench work, man. Yeah, you got to live in it. Yeah, that's what it is.
1: But it it, it but the dirty trench work in a, in a, in a way, you like your brain is like engaged in doing it and wants to do it because you have that thing written out yeah, in front
0: of you, goal in mind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and it's like, what beautiful home doesn't have a solid foundation? Mm-hmm Like, yeah, you want the structure to last. Um. <clears throat> But yeah, it's, man, I love and hate the trench work. Like I'll just like, I know you don't mind writing processes and manuals for like your business. Like when you hire in for scaling and when you hire someone, I hate that shit. Yeah. But I have to, how do you schedule a new patient? Open up your account. Like, oh, it kills me, Mm -hmm. but it's gotta be done if I want to hire people. Yeah. But Man, I love, uh, your book talk kind of led into my book talk because you were talking about content and credibility. And mine is Credibility Method by Mike Metzger. And he's actually on the team of Something Growing events as well. So he's helping do our marketing for, for our cannabis and psychedelics conventions. But he's got one chapter and it's reinvent. And so I kind of just paraphrased a little bit reinvent yourself because that's what that's what you're doing if you're doing something unique something that you want to do creating your own business you have to reinvent yourself you do and he had a great little blurb where it was about changing your outward image can be hard which it can like putting the camera on you talking to a camera posting a story or a video where your face is on there you're talking to people and now it's out for the entire world to see it's it's hard to get in the routine of being okay with doing that mm-hmm. and luckily like you and i are there but i remember the day when it was like oh we're on a mic and it's no one can see us and it's still a little iffy it's like yeah, mm-hmm. it's out there now it's yeah. it's out there but that can be hard but if you understand why it's hard the process gets easier and so what that can get into is you need to respect yourself so why is it hard do you mm-hmm. not respect what you're doing? Do you not respect yourself? Do you think you don't know enough or have experience uh, in that field? And if if it's a knowledge and experience thing, like, just go get it. Mm-hmm. Get the continued education you need, your books, your podcasts, your certifications, your courses, whatever you need, and start doing the things. Like You're going to start from zero. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're all going to suck at something. We started zero for a while. Mm-hmm. But you know, respect yourself too. where if that's where you are really drawn towards whatever, whether it's career coaching, resumes, nutrition, or anything else, playing an instrument, like respect yourself and put it out there because everything that you put in, he relates to, it's like a loudspeaker. So every great thought that you're plugging into that speaker is what's going to reflect outwardly. Mm-hmm. And that reflects on you. So if you have you know, you're being positive, but you understand. Hey, I'll, I'll post about the days when it's not going as well, but I'm still in a good mindset to to take that and learn from it. Or are you super negative all the damn time? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going through your loudspeaker? What are people really getting to listen to? Mm-hmm. And if you think, oh, people aren't really paying attention, people are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what are you putting into your loudspeaker? And reinvent yourself to do just that. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just reaffirmed like what you and I are doing of, of more content and how we're delivering and, you know, okay, a post doesn't perform as well as something else. All right. What about that one? Did I change or not change well enough? Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of reinventing, reinventing, Mm -hmm. but we're putting good things into our loudspeaker.
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: but then in that same chapter, it was cause what you and I are doing, we're trying to solve Painful points for people. We're trying to solve bigger issues. A new career—that's a big issue. Mm-hmm. I need to change jobs. That's a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to lose weight to get into the military or for this sport. Like, whatever. Those are bigger problems for people. Getting in shape. Someone's health is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And he asked this question, and I kind of want to ask you, Tim. And I know you probably read read through my notes, but. If I were to ask you why you don't work at McDonald's, what would be a top answer or two of why you don't work at McDonald's? Uh,
1: Because I believe I can best serve the world in a more meaningful way by doing something else. Okay. Yeah. Great I can utilize my talents in a different way.
0: Yeah. And some people might say, oh, I can make more money. The hours suck. It's not as exciting. And uh, he said, uh, Mike Metzger in his book, is what he looks for is – well, anyone can do that. And I'm sure there's someone that's not able to do some things, but like he said, if a homeless person got cleaned up, walked in for an interview, they could probably get a job at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And it made me think of Elon said, once you get paid based on the problems you solve, like what's the size of the problem you're solving mm-hmm. their burger for lunch or getting them a new job, mm-hmm. which Tim has a 98 98- job placement rate, yeah just fyi
1: yeah how, how well you solve the problem too
0: yeah exactly do you get that result yeah and, and it's yeah, what does and,
1: solving the problem look like
0: yeah anyone can can flip a burger and do fries like you are doing things that other people cannot do like you are looking and creating resumes and, and helping people in interviews and you are solving problems that other people do not know how to solve Mm-hmm. and that is a big issue yeah so it, it really – this chapter really grabbed me because it's – you and I are inventing ourselves in different ways. And like through the course of this podcast, it's fun to see where we started and what kind of jobs we were doing then. Mm-hmm. And everything that's happened along the way to date.
1: Damn, dude. And <laughs> like how much reinvention have we done over crazy. and over and
0: over? And it's getting comfortable with uncomfortable things. And, and just now our loudspeaker, I feel like we're we're more dialed. Yeah. And it's just – you know, we we are trying to solve big big problems for people.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and, and it's just yeah, reinvent mm-hmm. and more creating that
1: credibility. Yeah, so I love it. Yeah, man. Woo! Uh, book talk. Yeah. Yeah. And go. I think, uh, yeah, and uh, like, how can you solve the problem better than other people? And I think, what questions can you ask that person that no one else is going to ask? Because like, those questions are going to yield the solution that you provide right so
0: and provoke someone's different level of thought yeah like when we love it when we're with a guest interviewing with a guest on the show and they say wow that's a really great question yeah that gets or, me going even better <laughs> you know, no one's ever asked me that before like, <laughs> fuck yeah no one's ever asked me yeah that that's before. Facts. let's go like it's facts we love that shit yeah because yeah we want And we want people to ask us things that we've never thought of or Mm. been asked because it provokes a different level of thinking. And maybe we solve someone else's or our own problem in a better way than we ever thought to do so. Yeah. And yeah, so your point on asking good questions, that gets people thinking so differently in a way, oh, I could fix that problem this way. Mm -hmm. You asked me this question. I've never thought about that. Mm Mm-hmm. That is a problem I could help solve. Mm-hmm. That's a part of my business I've never thought of adding. Mm-hmm. That's a new service, a new guide, a new program, an ebook, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you're you're spot on. Uh, the right question can help someone just launch something else into a whole different direction mm-hmm. and just be better. Mm-hmm. So I love it. Oh man, what a good episode! This is a great episode. Man. I fucking love our job.
1: Yeah, it's
0: like in movie Fury best job i ever had yeah in the tank
1: yeah best job i ever had all right
0: tim anything else for our incredible loyal listeners
1: no i would just say uh well yeah thank you again for for joining us today and for uh as we approach 200 episodes we appreciate every hour every minute every second you've been with us along the way i just did the math really quickly 98 episodes that's Approximately sixteen point five straight days of us doing podcast, like a sixteen point five day podcast. That's how long that is. Oh wow! Yeah, I just did that math. <laughs> Crazy. So yeah, thank ah. you for thank you for like being along okay. with us this far. And um, yeah, like we mentioned, like with our own businesses, we like understanding what our customers the problems they're facing and we love talking about that Mm -hmm. and creating content that applies to our podcast so please reach out if there's anything you want us to talk about or cover or somebody wants to bring on the show so yeah thank you again
0: And if you guys are liking the show please head on over to itunes and leave us a five-star rating and review really helps us get some more visibility more momentum and if you want to hear something like tim said leave it there as well dms anything but please leave us that five-star rating and review takes literally 20 seconds or less. We really appreciate it. And until next time, we are out of here.